Welcome to Acura Minute, the rootinous, tootinous, minute-by-minute podcast in the old west. I'm one of your hosts, Jack Stovall, from the ApeCast.Libson.com. I'm another one of your hosts, Richard Dunham, from DunhamRC.com. Howdy. Howdy. And I'm your guest for the week. I'm Chris Frain. I'm, I did a podcast about 2001 A Space Odyssey called Open the Podcast Doors. How? Howdy. Hey. Should I keep doing this voice for the rest of the episode? That'd be mighty annoying. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right. Well, right. back to... And that's where we end the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm back to using my voice, which is what actual people from the New West sound like, so... I'm uh, from, I'm like from like California, so I'm going to say like a lot and, uh, you know, my intonation will make every sentence sound like it's a question. So that's how people sound in the West. That's a Neo Riverside. <laughs> Neo San Diego. <laughs> so both equally annoying. Welcome to the show. Thank listeners. you. Listeners. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Chris. Way to sell it. So we are, uh, I apologize for that, I don't know what came over me, but we are talking about Minute 64, which begins with Kaneda demanding to know where the baby room is. And it ends with Kaneda in the baby room, <laughs> announcing his attention to rescue Tetsu. My name right. is Shotaro Kaneda, I'm here to rescue you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone had that in their notes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Tetsuo looks confused at this <laughs> because Kaneda is a little short for a stormtrooper. <laughs> Aren't you a little short for a capsule? <laughs> yeah. I have a note about this first line. Where the hell is the freaking baby room? Yeah, I mean, he's going to a Sam? baby shower. He's got the registry, you know, list. <laughs> he's ready to spend his money. And he's got a sick gift for the yes. kid, which is a floating hoverboat. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Sam Kinison, the the comedian? <laughs> yes. Vaguely. Yes, I do. He had a bit, and it was about the 1986 bombing raid on Gaddafi, on like the Gaddafi co- compound. After there were there were several terrorist incidents that linked the Gaddafi regime in Libya to to uh-huh. the incidents and. All I remember, I don't remember how the whole bit went, but I just remember it was Sam Kinison acting like he was like the coked up pilot of an F1, an American <laughs> F-111 going, where the hell's the freaking baby room? And it, it scares me how much of it, like it, this directly quotes that punchline from, from his bit. Really? Wait, Sam yeah. Kinison acting coked up? Wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> R.I.P. Where's the baby's room? Could it be that uh, whoever wrote the subtitles was like... A huge Sam Kinison fan. Because it's like... I mean, that is basically what he's saying in Japanese, but, you know, the the friggin' and the hell, that's added in the sub. So it's entirely possible, like, whoever wrote these subs was a Sam Kinison fan. He's like, I cannot believe the opportunity I've just been handed here. 
Or uh, or was Otomo himself a fan? <laughs> Maybe. Highly dubious. That is weird. <laughs> it is weird, and right now I'm Googling Sam Kinison, baby room. <laughs> Wish me luck. Godspeed. <laughs> yeah, Kay looks uh Kay looks frightened. <laughs> we don't see much of her for we can only see her eyes behind. I love I love the K eyes behind over the shoulder. It's delightful. Betty Cavis eyes. I think I found it, by the way. So we'll uh well, I'll put it in the listeners group when we get when this episode yes, drops. Please do. Nice. Okay. So excellent. Oh, that's excellent, number one. <laughs> we see <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. Now go ahead. What do we see, Richard? We see more of the space mural. This is my favorite mural in the baby room. Got the 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 futuristic cityscape. Oh yeah. The classic. I have written down moon landing slash Star Wars slash Easter <laughs> Island statue. <laughs> There's a lot going There's on. There's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, slightly reminiscent of Scrap Brain Zone, also. Of what? Come on, guys. Scrap Brain Zone. Scrap. Is this another, like, uh, Sonic reference? That you're, you're Hello. Out? The, the final final <laughs> stage of Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Jesus. Ah, I don't think I ever made it that far. It is It is a hard game. But yeah, it's like a, the background in that is very similar to this. Just a cool, futuristic building. It's like the... the Big Eggman compound at the end of the game. Or Robotnik. Yeah. So, uh, and now, now you're going to tell me that that's Eggman's chair, right? Coming over the wall. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and we get the, we get this, the sound effect of its engines again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what that sound. <laughs> Little whine. As long as we're talking about video games, too. The uh, And this is weird, because I just talked about this on the Apecast. Because there's a similar thing that you can... Another thing I'm sure everyone's familiar with, which is like uh, issue one of the Dark Horse Planet of the Apes sequel to the Tim Burton film. We've all read those comics, right? Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I got it everyone, right over here. Because <laughs> everyone loves that movie so much, they couldn't <laughs> wait to get more. What's the sequel? But it's these like giant purple columns to the ceiling like in the dark and they're crumbling and this is again another classic final stage very reminiscent of the antechamber to baby bowser's nursery that yoshi (laughs) is walking through in the final level in a it's a very dark room with these purple columns connecting to the ceiling and it looks just like this and similarly that room gets fucking wrecked when (laughs) comic sprays his magic powder over bowser and causes him to morph into a Godzilla-sized monster, which is the final battle of the game. So, very reminiscent, these purple columns in the dark. It touches my 10-year-old self. That doesn't sound good. I don't like that <laughs> phrasing. But, but it's awesome. So, just putting that out there for all you Yoshi heads. Top 10 video game of all time, Yoshi's Island. Amazing game. Wow, okay. All right. I will make a note of it. <laughs> hey that's uh yeah remind me well you don't need to remind me i'll be listening but we're gonna in the in the listeners group on this day it's gonna be fantastic we're gonna have a sam kinnison video and like, <laughs> footage of 
Yoshi's Island and Scrap Brain Zone. It's gonna be. Was that N sixty four? No, that was Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Okay. There's an inferior sequel for sixty four, Yoshi's Story, which is more kitty oriented. Mm-hmm. That game is fine too, but it's it's no Yoshi's Island. <laughs> let me tell you that. It's no, it's no top ten of all time. Nah, not even close. So again, just to remind our listeners, if you haven't found it yet, Harukiya. Harukiya is our listeners group on Facebook. You can find a link to it on our website, AkutaMinute.com. Yes. Please check it out. It's a great place. It's even more fun than the actual bar in the movie, which just seems like a... Yeah, not much happens in that bar. It's pretty depressing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is a very depressing place. Although I do like the CD uh, jukebox. Oh, yeah. The good old hits. Yeah. The good old hits. You got your... Got your cream in there. Uh, cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we found, uh, we found. Uh, I don't know if you want to get in the mailbag yet, or if you wanted to save that. Um, Let's, well, yeah, we can give a little taste of things to come. We finally, we have our first listener email. We have our first yeah. listener email who uh, gave us more information about that uh, jukebox. We had speculated on our first week about uh, what Brighton Rock referred to. And a helpful <laughs> listener pointed us to a Queen song. I guess oh. neither of us is a big enough Queen fan to know about their song title. But I haven't listened. I haven't even listened to it yet. Yeah, me neither. I'm a, I'm you should a make a playlist player. for the show and include that song on the playlist. Hey, wherever did you get a fantastic idea like that, Chris? We have a playlist for both um, Open the Podcast Doors Hell. That one... The, the, these are on Spotify, by the way. The the one for the 2001 podcast we called uh, Frank Poole's High Energy Workout Mix. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> because we found it uh, incredulous that he would be doing his workouts to uh, this somber, cachetorian <laughs> classical music. And uh, a little lower, please, Hal. <laughs> <laughs> the Guyane ballets. Yeah, yeah. It's not exactly a thing that gets you worked up, you know. And then for uh, This Means Something, that Close Encounters podcast, I put together a playlist of like every disco version I could find of the Close Encounters theme. There are a lot of them. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was 1978. It was 1978. And uh, also any song that like centered where the lyrics the story are about ufos or similar phenomenon well there have been several tracks mentioned already and i am uh you'll find that uh one of my editing quirks is to drop in snippets of any song that gets mentioned so uh yeah or uh anything that might refer to a fish song <laughs> we'll drop in a of course snippet right. of fish. can't stop won't stop <laughs> Can't wait to hear that psychic mascara clip. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a band that would be on Mighty Boosh, like like a fictitious <laughs> band that would. Yeah. They would definitely be on Mighty Boosh. <laughs> Speaking of bands and groups, uh, we get uh, Squad Three. Yes. So actually, look, you know, we've been kind of like, what's going on with the kanji on these guys? And I finally looked up the whole thing, the whole ten. Oh, they're ten. So we're talking, listeners and Chris, about the character written on the back of the soldier's vests. Mm-hmm. Yes. This 
This is the first time we've seen this one, right? Yes. I don't know. Even Have we ever seen like Squad A? Did we see? Have we only seen Squad B so far? I think the gut... With Squad Are A? the guys in the baby room B? Or the, uh, These guys right here. Know, the, 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 yeah, the that's, that's Squad B. That's um, okay. That is uh, Otsu. I feel yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Ko is Squad A, which is the armor. Yeah. Okay. So we I may have seen them at like on the riot, the protest. Yeah, the protest. I think maybe. in the protest. Yeah. Yeah. This character is Hey. Hey. It's Hey. hey. This is Squad C. Or, Squad, so yeah, this would be Squad C, Hinoe. Hinoe. And it's a 10-character ranking system. It's the Heavenly Stems from China a long time ago. and The Heavenly Stems? It's the Heavenly Stems system. Man, this I, is... I uh, used to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call stems and seeds heavenly, just as... <laughs> That's just me. Or stems... Or branches, because the Japanese names for them all end in A, which means branch. Oh, okay. Kinoe. And so these, it's some, like whenever I read about these Chinese mythological things, it just sounds like a fantasy RPG or something. I can't make heads <laughs> or tails of it. But yes. It's like the, a, it's a Koei video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the end result was that throughout East Asia, this just became, especially before the Roman alphabet was a introduced it's basically just became like an ordering system like so it's used it was used to like for oh mr a and mr b and that it's just like an a b c d thing and it was used in contracts like party a party b that kind of thing so it's just like the a, party of the third part yeah and the party of the first part yeah yeah and so it's used to denote like i guess the class or rank of these soldiers so these guys are the third class these guys are basically their charlie company yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah so the guys in the in the baby room they're baker company uh, bra- or, or bravo, bravo yeah. baker yeah uh so yeah there's 10 of them i wrote them all down but we don't really need to go through them but some of them are familiar characters you'll see in every day and other ones are obscure ones that are not used in any other context mm-hmm. anymore but i think we only see the three in the movie yeah yeah, I was I was a little surprised to see the third. I didn't realize that there was a third one until I was watching yeah, this minute. Same. And what's our understanding of these guys? They're security forces, are or are they like elite? Like, what's what? What do we understand as their uh, expertise, deadliness, proficiency? Well, I think we saw the some some of the guys with the same shoulder patches mining the monitors of all the security cameras like there was like this, okay. this this security room that several people were kind of walking through or past and they all had the same so i don't think they're I'm, they're not elite i don't yeah. think so maybe these guys I, I don't know that the guys that uh canada has just held up in the, in the hallway outside <laughs> the elevator they don't look very elite they didn't seem like to know like they knew what what to do when they heard the alarm yeah. Now, to be fair, they were surprised by that marvelous entrance, <laughs> as anyone would. Admit. And I love this the spit take on uh, on the, like the first guy to notice Canada coming up in this minute, the first guy of Charlie Company, like on <laughs> second nineteen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He does a little shrug. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, this th- like uh, 
the alpha guys seemed pretty deadly in back in the riots like they shot the dude down but by this point in the film they're essentially stormtroopers yeah these guys are like milling around the aftermath of one of tetsuo's attacks right they don't seem yeah to really realize the import of what they're looking at <laughs> yeah and i love the Tet- uh, kaneda <laughs> he goes okay 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 this is fun because it's kind of you know han and and chewy kind of running through the yes the death totally. star corridor totally. you know? yes, exactly very much so it's got that same vibe to it mm-hmm. canada is han yes yeah what a really swashbuckling is. fellow <laughs> Oh, by the way, a column or a segment of a column just totally falls on a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> so- <laughs> With hilarious uh, non-consequences. Like, like it just, he just doesn't uh, exist anymore. There's not like goo or, you know, you don't see him like just fractured into a million people. He just disappears he's there and then he's not yeah the stone replaces his existence like (laughs) you could you don't even hear like a crunching sound of like his body being (laughs) right he's just gone (laughs) you can see if you go frame by frame like he's he bends over double and then you can see he's kind of crushed flat and his like legs flail up for a brief second but yeah so this is uh this tells us that this this, know, this this castle again is it's, uh, it's the real deal. It's the real deal. These are like <laughs> these are real heavy stone or cement it's, or it's something. Actual, it's actual. Stone, these are not so. clay like building. You know the yeah. Like I assumed cardboard it was like, building blocks that I used to build castles out of. <laughs> like I would have assumed it's like you know like just hollow plywood yeah. and drywall put up or something but no it's it's an actual <laughs> castle it's kind of hilarious especially knowing what they know that's like why would you have like heavy materials yeah, in this room? in this room yeah <laughs> it's like the amount of work that you had to like bring in like either pour cement or bring in like you know uh quarried yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> hauled in from a quarry and but yet, not only that, but just on the level of, like, we're putting these massive, heavy stone in... Indoors. A, indoors in a room where we keep children who we know have psychokinetic powers. <laughs> what could go wrong? Oh, wait, this could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now we see why that's a bad idea. <laughs> we get an object lesson. <laughs> Literal object <laughs> lesson. So, yeah, I wrote R.I.P. Masaru Kar. R.I.P. Castle, and then R.I.P. R.I.P. Dude crushed under a block. <laughs> yeah, I guess, and this this is the end of the Masarda's vehicle, which is sad. It is sad. So, what was their what was their end game uh, strategy for busting in here with the the little <laughs> flying scooter? Because you can't put three people on those things, right? That's what I was thinking too. Like, okay, we got in. Now what? <laughs> yeah, and they're and they're totally unaware of the whole superpower thing at this point, right? Right, and that's like we just crashed the thing, and there's like presumably an unending supply of soldiers behind them. <laughs> 
This is like Indy in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's making it up as he goes along. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Kyoko will tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because she's, she's doing fine. Everything's fine with her. Yeah, poor little Masaru tries to attempt a rescue. Scoops her up in this little car. <laughs> and that doesn't go well. So that, again, we've talked about Kyoko like... Is she okay? Like, why does she need this bubble? Yeah. yeah. Similarly with Masaru. Floating chair. Can he, yeah. can he walk? Do we ever see him, like, actually walking? Or is, can he, or is he, is he, like, physically handicapped, I wonder? Because I'm trying to remember if we ever actually see him walking. That's a good, I think, uh, I think we still have uh, Masaru walk watch. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we've seen it yet. Do we have a theme song for that? Because <laughs> I know, like, at the end of the movie in the stadium, they're, like, standing up, but I don't know if he actually... Like, maybe he could take a few steps, but I don't know if he can, like, actually, like, walk. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, why does he have this chair? So, Well, can't they float? We've they seen can, them float. They can float, too. On their own. I mean, if I could float, I would never walk again. Right, like... Can they float? I mean, they can make K float. That's for sure. <laughs> do we see them float? We there's I think, a, I think we do at the in end. This right? minute, in this one minute, one of the the uh, Takashi kind of floats over the Do, wall that it? he's that's like coming down behind him. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's like jumping. He's like again. If of, I could do that, I would never. It's walk. like a force jump. Kind of, yeah. Float, float, jump, force jump. Yeah. All too easy. <laughs> Perhaps you're not as strong as Akira thought. Impressive. I'd love to have that tree in, like, I'd love to have a room big enough in my house where I could plant a tree <laughs> yeah, in I the do. middle of it. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. Yeah, RIP tree, too. Well, I guess the tree is kind of okay. Well, no, because it's definitely being uprooted at the end of the minute. Yeah, after. there's... Kind of a Rube Goldberg it. machine happening here where it's like <laughs> Tetsuo is disrupting the, the, the floor, the ground, like its physical composition and breaking it up, which then makes the tree uproot, which then makes it taller, I guess, and then catches the little sky scooter. Yeah. Um, so here, here's another, another uh, Masaru chair question. <laughs> How does he steer it? Psychic powers, baby. With his mind. With his mind, or is it like he's like? I mean, I think we compared it to a Segway like before, but maybe it's like <laughs> the way you steer yeah, a Segway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's just yeah. It responds to butt cheek pressure. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't developed his legs; only his buttocks. <laughs> right. It's 2021. Where is this technology? I know. It's in the Segway. I want it's, my Yoda chair. I want my Masara chair. Just as useful as a Segway. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never have to walk up the five stories to my apartment again. Be great. Yeah, and then we end with uh, Tetsuo's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love so much uh, Kaneda's on the ground. They've wiped out. My favorite thing is like, He's scrambling to get up, and you see his hand come in the frame, like before you before he's gotten up. Something very funny about <laughs> yeah. that to me. 
I'm here to rescue you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm here with Kay and Ryu. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Ryu is here? <laughs> There's like nothing left of the little scooter when it explodes, by the way. It vaporizes. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, scooter. Those things are dangerous. Yeah. And then just as quickly, like the fire from it goes out. Like in a minute, in just like three seconds. It's like, eh, we're, we're done with that. Yeah, it's like a TIE fighter exploding. <laughs> right. It's like, eh, that's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And any, the, like you said, it ends with him saying the worst possible thing he can to Tetsuo in this moment. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm here to rescue you. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. inferiority complex <laughs> yes. stoked there. Yes. <laughs> I know you just found out you're the second most powerful being in the universe, but. I'm here to take you all away from all that. <laughs> yes. You're still my kohai. <laughs> now I'm going to ask something fundamentally ignorant about Japanese culture based on something I yes. heard. So here we go. You Feel free to edit this out. That's why we're here. <laughs> Never. Aren't the names of all firstborn male children, don't they end with like Ichi or begin with Ichi or something and it, it, it it says in the name, I am the firstborn. Often. Okay. That is often true. It's not... Not always. Not always, but often you'll... Especially with boys, there's often some character in their name that will indicate a birth order. Yeah. So, like, a lot of firstborn kids are, like, Ichiro or yep. Kenichi or something. Shinichi, right? Yeah. Anything yeah. with an Ichi in it. Um, no, because I'm just thinking... Maybe this leads to something. Of course, we have big brother, little brother, sibling rivalry in our culture, but it's not the cent. It's it. It's not the central. What's the word I'm looking for? Theme of conflict. Whereas it seems like in this, it definitely is. Even though they're not biologically brothers, there is that dynamic here where it's like I'm always the one in charge. And yep. the other one have just resenting it with, and that's what that resentment motivates it. Does this pop up a lot more in other bits of, of Japanese storytelling or does it, is it more prevalent in, in Japanese storytelling? Yeah, it's, it's very, very baked in to yeah. Japanese society. It's very hierarchical. Yeah. It's hierarchical. I don't know if it's, it's presented as a conflict because most people just fall into line with the hierarchy. Okay. It's, it would be more of some enemy killed my superior or my elder or, or yeah, my, right. like my older brother or my mentor. And that's why I'm seeking revenge. That would be the, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. basic storyline that you would see a lot more than yeah. Yeah. junior and elder in conflict. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's so baked in that even new people you meet, even if it's only a few months or something, they're older than you, the whole way you talk and interact would be different based on your age. Yeah, yeah. So even among strangers. So, yeah, it's very, very baked in. Number and order and superior, higher and lower. Yeah. Because it's funny, like, I mean, my, I have an older brother, and we barely have anything to do with each other. We, I definitely don't resent him for anything. It's like, eh, he is who he is, you know. Yeah, and 
like in Japan, younger brothers do not refer to their older brother by name. It's, it's like older brother, Nisan. Older. But older brothers will refer to younger siblings by name. Ah. Huh. Yeah. And anytime you see a Japanese gangster movie, like the older gangster or the superior is always referred to as older brother, like the same. Hmm. Aniki. Yeah. Yes. And just in general, people or strangers, when you don't know their name, they're often referred to by like family titles based on their age. So like you see a middle-aged man, he's, they're just Oji-san, uncles. Hmm. You see a young lady, she's older sister. A young man is older brother. Hmm. So this so kind of... Say, saying like Oji-san yeah. is just like saying pops in English or... Right. <laughs> yeah. Pops. Yeah, we talked about this, uh, I think, in... Uh... Yeah, with the, uh, the, the very amusing moment early in the film with the dude who's like, I'm only 25. So <laughs> yes, he's like... Yeah. It's not like he's being misgendered, yeah. but he's being mis misaged. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like but, don't don't call me uncle. I'm only twenty five. Yeah. I should be older brother, right? Yeah. Yeah, the guy in the interrogation. Sorry. I'm not even married yet. Mara kekonstenainda. We talked about this on Ghibli Minute. We said like we were talking about you know where else you would see this, like especially in English language, and we. Said, well, maybe like if you might see like a Native American culture, somebody, you know, mm, or a yeah. hello grandmother or something to yeah, somebody yeah, that they've never yeah. met, like on the bus or something like that. Mm -hmm. hmm. I think, uh, I think you see this in like uh, Spanish speaking cultures too, right? Calling, you know, like you see an old lady you don't know, and she's yeah. like abuela or something. Mm -hmm. Abuela, abuelita, tia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a similar thing. Mijo. Mm -hmm. yep. But yeah, that's it's just when you're a dick about it, like Canada is, then <laughs> there is, there is resentment because like I'm older than you, even if it's just by a few months. I'm the leader of our gang, so for the rest of your life, no matter right. what you do, you're right. always below me, and that just really chafes at Tetsuo. So yeah, now he's like, not anymore, bro. <laughs> Look what I can do. We'll really see that dynamic play out tomorrow. Yes. Nice teaser. With the, yeah, the delightful way that Tetsuo talks to Canada now is very amusing. Well, those are all my notes and questions and concerns. Yeah, I just, I was, uh, it's a good thing that they, that tree was there to break, uh, yeah. break the fall yeah. for uh, <laughs> Canada and K. Going straight into that wall. Yeah. They would have. They would have been like the stormtrooper and the speeder bike, who just flew straight into the tree trunk. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, because yes. <laughs> it is a speeder bike. Yes. These are just from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That uh, that about does it for me. That's all I had. Well, Chris, do you think you could make it back for Friday so we can uh, watch Tetsuo talking down to Canada? I'll take it under consideration. I'll, I'll get back <laughs> to right. it. <laughs> Nissan suspense is killing me. <laughs> we're, we're talking through lawyers now at this point, so <laughs> I'll have my people get in touch with your people. Yeah, thank you for the part of the first part. <laughs> yeah, part right. Exactly. <laughs> no, this is fun. Of course, I'm coming back. Nice. Well, see you here for another 
Freaky Friday on Akira. Akira Minute. Minute. Minute.